Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Hello and welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. This is Gary. And this is Mike. And this is Daniel. Good to be back. It is good to be. We missed you. Yes. It's good to be back. Sometimes life gets busy. It's a true story. I had an opportunity to travel a little bit with my wife, and uh, and that uh, that happened over the time of a podcast, and so I was not part of those groups, but uh, good to be back. We'll You're be less intimidating. You. I'm sorry? <laughs> You're less intimidating than having Shane on the other side. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, there's a little bit of that. There's some of that. <laughs> But I'm certain he adds a new dimension of, of knowledge and... Oh, we're, we're always glad to have him on yeah, the podcast. It's good to have him yes. on the show. We'll certainly have him again. Okay, so guys, we're going to discuss an email that we got from a listener. Perfect. This email, or this email comes from a person named E. And uh, before we jump into this, thank you so much for reaching out to us. Yes. You know, yes. we always love hearing from our listeners and we... Well, we're going to do our very best to to give you our thoughts and and our encour you know our encouragement for some of the stuff that you're going through. But thank you so much for reaching out and sharing. So I will just jump into this, uh, kind of read a little bit of this email, and then we'll discuss some of the topics. Okay. All right. It says, "Gentlemen, thank you for your podcast. It has been a wonderful blessing to my life." Many of the things you have talked about have helped me to see that I am powerless with my life and it is filled with unmanageability. Um, I am a 25-year-old woman who is struggling with an addiction to pornography and masturbation. My addiction has ruined several relationships for me. I have always been told that men always want sex but have found that not to be true. Because of my addiction, several of my partners have never really did it for me. And because of that, it creates problems between us and eventually they leave me. I'm writing in to you because I'm hoping to find help. I'm tired of feeling alone. However, most of the programs I look into focus on the uh, focus is targeted towards men. Even when you speak of your SAGE programs, you mention there is a corresponding wives group, so I'm feeling very despondent regarding finding any help. Signed E. Signed E. Yep. <clears throat> so once again, E, thank you so much for reaching out to us. We have a couple ideas, and we're just going to jump right into it. And you know, your your email covers a number of things, and so I just kind of want to start at the top and come down. First of all. It's really, really good that you're recognizing some of the unmanageability and the powerlessness in your life. A lot of people struggle with getting their head around that piece. Yeah, what's interesting about that, um, uh, well, first of all, from me, kudos to her. This is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the fact that somebody's recognizing the fact that their life is not moving forward in the way they want it to, recognizing that this problem is creating uh, issues for them in their life, recognizing all that struggle that's a that's a monstrous step for mm -hmm. anybody mm -hmm. that's experiencing this addiction um the thing i found most fascinating about this email is is the idea of unmanageability and powerlessness uh, 
that she's recognizing at this point in time of her life, that the, those, those are real live things in her, in her life. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it would have been interesting to have had a conversation with our common counselor regarding this, had that email come in during that period of time, because right. I think you would probably say, and I think we all see it as we mentor and sponsor other individuals, mm-hmm. that getting someone to see powerlessness and unmanageability in their acting out behavior is probably one of the most significant and most difficult things of, find, of, of somebody seeing in their own personal life. Oh, yeah, for sure. So for her to be able to just through listening to podcasts, doing, you know, noticing the things that are happening in your own life, whatever, to stumble on those two particular words particularly, that that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's remarkable. So congratulations, E. Yeah. It's also really good that you're beginning to recognize some of the consequences in your life that it's having on uh, the relationships that you've tried to to have and uh, the connections yes. between people. That's that's also really, really big. Um, you're... you're Actually Long ways down the path good. of recovery, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but just noticing those things. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty powerful. As far as the resources go, um, we were sitting here visiting some before the microphone actually came on. Uh, there's no question about it that 10, 15, 20 years ago, this was a male-dominated issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'm not a counselor, and none of us here are, so let's be clear about that. This is only based on our own experience and what we see in our own personal, yeah. our own personal recovery paths, but... Uh, but, but clearly, uh, there are more, there are more women who are, who are venturing into this space and are, are finding problems with mm-hmm. it. And in my own conversations with our common counselor and with others, it's clear that, that, that there needs to be an, there needs to be some effort made towards helping women in this particular area. Well, statistics bear yeah. out, you know, and in, the, and in the 10 years that I've been in my own recovery, I've actually seen that number change quite yes. a bit. And I want to say that that it's something like a third now right mm-hmm. the people involved are are women that are struggling with yes. this yes but but my experience so far in listening to uh, CSAT trained counselors mm-hmm. now there are there obviously are particular counselors CSAT trained which is the particular credential i think that's most relevant uh, but i was listening to a couple of podcasts uh, from CSAT trained counselors coming from southern california coming from coming from other regions of the of the country uh, who are specifically uh, focusing on women and are at least being responsive to women when they reached out. Mm-hmm. And so I know that there are uh, I know that there are some resources available. It may not necessarily be in your town. It may not be in your community. Mm-hmm. But I know that those resources are they they take sessions online. They take sessions over the phone. They do a variety of different things. So uh, I think finding one who is CSAT trained and who's specific to women, and women-related issues, I think, is phenomenal. Yeah. So one of the things she brings up is is the group environment that we were that we mm-hmm. have shared yeah. with a time or two. Now, I think it's important to address the fact that the women uh, group environment that we experienced are, happen to be a wives group. So these are wives of addicts who have of addicts who have learned their own share of crazy to deal with our crazy. Right. Yeah. And this was it was a support. It was a uh, a group therapy. Um, while they were dealing with a lot of their codependent issues and things like that. Correct. And that's different than what I think that she's looking for. Yeah. Well, I mean, as as we were talking before, like you said, um, I did do a search online, and I found that there is a specific SAA page for women. Uh, It's saaforwomen.org. So S-A-A-F-O-R, women.org. And on there, there is a link that you can click on that 
uh, our women-only and women-friendly meetings yes. that she could find. On the website, there's also a newer Getting Started section that has a special welcome to the, the woman newcomer as well as a beginner's packet. There's a lot of information Just here. Just on the SAA site for women. Though. Yeah, yeah, um, which... Now, let Looks me like it'll be able to bring that. Let's help clarify her. this. Is this an, is this the SAA website that has a tab for it for women, or is this there's an actual website out there called SAA for Women? It's an actual website that says saaforwomen.org. What a great resource! Um, and it's it's focused for that. It has, um, yeah. There's just a lot of really good material here, and it's you know not only um, heterosexual women but also women. Um, that are part of the LGBTQ plus communities. Um, there's information here on intimacy ad- avoidance. There's specialty meetings, professional meetings. So there's a lot of different things. And there's also uh, meetings for um, anyone that speaks to Spanish or, or uh, and, and other groups. So it definitely has a lot of information here that she could you know, women out there and, or E can use to be able to, to get the connection and the help she needs. And I'm, I'm sure that other organizations like SA and things like that will probably have similar kind of resources. That's correct. Yeah. I would think so as well. So, and the other thing that I, I'm finding here is uh, besides in-person meetings, there's also a link for to you to join a telemeeting. So um, you can do that as well. That's fantastic for people who live in sort of a remote area of the country, something like that, where there may not be an SAA meeting attending and to attend right in their area. Yeah. That's a place to go. One of the things that's important to point out also is, is that even on the SAA site, uh, there are meetings, obviously, that they indicate throughout the rest of throughout the entirety of the world. You can find meetings wherever you're at that are female-only meetings, mm-hmm. even from the SAA site. Yeah. So... Either either looking at that site and finding a meeting that's for women only or going to this website and finding meetings that are for women only, both of which should identify places that she can participate um, uh, either in a meeting in her town or community or telecommute. Mm-hmm. I, also, I also happen to know that different organizations will have general generalized addiction meetings. Yes. You know, where it might... Or everybody in the meeting might be dealing with something a little bit different. Correct. But there is a support group. They are working the twelve steps. There's a lot of understanding. And I've been in I've been in meetings that you know uh, that had women as part of them. Correct. And that's better than nothing. And, right. And there's a lot of those too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, on the saa-recovery.org site, there is a tab there that says women. They can click on that and access. Uh, information however the other one definitely looks like it has a lot more information that's targeted towards women but you definitely have a link here for local meeting or telemeetings or uh, you know a link to help contact other women for sponsorship and stuff like that um okay so yeah so both sites are good references and good uh, places to start so the good news is is there are resources out there yes there are meetings to attend yeah there are there are therapists who are trained the, the hard part comes is you're going to have to be a little bit brave and you're going to have to come to your own rescue. Yes. And you might have to be a little more proactive to go find some of these things, but you've already demonstrated that you're willing to do that by reaching out to us. I would yes. agree with that. I think the next step for her as well in terms of a, uh, attending a meeting is one thing, but I think go with the intention that finding a sponsor, because mm-hmm. I think a sponsor is going to make a significant difference in her recovery path. It's going to make her responsible to somebody, first of mm-hmm. all. 
I'm just suggesting here, I'm just looking at just at what she's indicated in her email. 25-year-old, probably isn't necessarily living with mom and dad, certainly doesn't, isn't married, doesn't have a husband or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. that she's, she's uh, uh, you know, connected with in some way, at least at that level. So having somebody in her life that she can open up with and discuss um, moments when she's having difficulty and things like that, being able to reach out during that period of time, huge, Absolutely. huge resource for her. And so going with the intent to find a sponsor, whether that sponsor happens to be at a meeting that she is attending specifically or is doing online or whatever, but having somebody that she can reach out to would be incredibly helpful. Mm -hmm. It would also be really good for you to know that you're not alone. Absolutely. That there are other women who are dealing with this kind of stuff, that they are not only... I'm sure are they willing to support you, but they also need your support. Right. I think you're going to be bringing a lot more to the table than you might think. I think you're absolutely right. I think something else to keep in mind is is that uh, this addiction is um, this addiction really if really affects our it really hits us with a shame based kind of approach. Oh, for sure. Thing. And I think she needs to understand that uh, that that there are a lot of people who struggle with this that. Um, and that it's not just, it's not just one gender. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's affecting men and women alike. Um, and that there are so many people out there that are struggling with this and that she's not alone in that those things alone can help her overcome the shame factor of what goes on with this. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big deal. Well, and not only that, I mean, she's in this age bracket where it may not be trauma based, um, because, you know, if she's only 25, that means what? 2000 or 98, 98, right. So, um, 90, late 97, 98, which means, you know, as she came into her formative years, the internet was Was fully active and it was already there. Um, you know, back when I was a kid, you had to, you know, you had to have a magazine or a videotape or something like that. Right. You know, now it's just, find trouble. yeah, it's just everywhere now. It'll find you. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, it's on your phone, it's on your tablet, it's on your computer, you know, walk the streets of Vegas, it's everywhere. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is, you know, it's such a dynamic, such a dynamic disease, such yeah. a dynamic Correct. addiction. Correct. The, the one thing, one thing that really stood out in your email that I want to address is, is, you know, you mentioned that you were tired of feeling alone, right? Mm-hmm. And I really want you to know and understand you're not. Yeah. Correct. Okay. I know what it's like to feel alone. We all do. Yep. Okay. But you're not. There are other people that are going through that are wanting to help, that are there to help, and that actually need your help too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. That's the, that's the connection of the community. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I remember my, my first time going to a meeting, and I was terrified. You know, I, I remember the whole time, oh, I just, I'm alone, no one understands, no one else is dealing with it, you know, with this disease like I am. It's just like, this meeting's just going to be a waste of time. And I walk through the door, I immediately spot someone I work with, right? and I freak out a little bit. But then I sat down, and then I got to talk to other people. And I opened up, and the more I opened up, and the more I talked to people, the more I found this, you know, like wow, I'm not alone. There is a community here. There's a sense of com- camaraderie. We've all been through it to one yeah. extent or another. And there's not a single person that I know of that would have, you know, that sticks a finger at me and like, wow, look how crazy or insane you are. It's just like, right. I, you know, most of them are like, yeah, I've been there. I understand mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I, I, I believe the guy that you met that you knew from work actually became a huge oh, yeah, accountability yeah. partner. Big yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, you know, every morning we, we sat down and talked for 10, 15 minutes yeah. and 
you know? That's a big and deal. And it was great. It helped a lot. That's a big deal. I'm going to make another suggestion to E. Um, she's going to start right away with a, with an, either an accountability partner or a sponsor or something along those lines. And the first thing that's going to come up is, is doing some evaluation of how she's acting out. Where is the acting out access occurring? I'm suggesting that probably at 25 years old that most of the time this is probably occurring on the cell phone. Oh, for sure. Um, but, but not always. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe it's a home computer or maybe it's a work computer or whatever. But one of the first things that's going to happen is is that she needs to start evaluate, evaluating uh, the possibility of introducing first-order change kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. And so being ahead of the game, looking at that, where where is the acting out behavior occurring? And what is the mindset that puts me in the place why I act out? Mm-hmm. What takes me to those places? Is it uh, is it these feelings of guilt? Is it feelings of shame? Is it feelings of being alone? Is it feelings of... Whatever it happens to be, mm-hmm. paying attention to that, and then how do I access it? Uh, I think we, our podcasts have talked about a lot of patterns in our own yeah. lives. It would be wise for her to start the path of reviewing her own patterns mm-hmm. uh, because that's going to have to be addressed. Um, there are things you can do on your cell phone to block out, uh, to, to filter out those kinds oh, of yeah. things. Gary's been famous to talk about his cell phone experience, how over a 10-year path of recovery that he's just finally moving into the smartphone phase. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have no, I have no internet on my phone. I have no ability whatsoever, which comes up every once in a while. My kids or my my wife mm-hmm. will say, "Hey, why don't you check out this website or go to that spot or you know get us an address for this?" And I have no access to any of that, so it comes up. Mm-hmm. But uh, those those things are available to be able to block out. And I will tell you, it's not completely, it's not as easy as you might think. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so be finding out what you need to do in your own service provider, all of those things. Because that's going to have to be something that you address. Well, another thing, you know, she mentioned, uh, she mentioned the whole thing that, you know, she always was told that men have high sex drives, and right. that seems to be a, a disconnect with her. Is you know, maybe look at, into that. You know, does she have some negative beliefs regarding sex, and that's right. what's kind of causing this fissure between her and these men that she's been in relationships with. And then because that doesn't work out, she goes to pornography and masturbating which then widens that gap because i'm sure that her partner is like why are you doing that instead of connecting with me we've had that happen with our own spouses sure um so there's maybe some dynamic in there um that's that's causing that it was really really useful for me to learn that uh sex love and intimacy were three very different different things things, yeah Yeah. and that may be the case with her yeah and maybe she sees those all as one thing right one thing, in, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to point out of our Sage 3 meeting that we had literally just this last week, it was very interesting to have a substitute counselor uh-huh. who shared something that was that st- has stuck with me all week. He made the comment that, um, I, hope I, I hope I get this exactly right, so co- correct me if I get it wrong, but he made the comment that a hug reduce, produces the same endorphin that looking at pornography does. Yes. Yeah. Did you? Did yes. you? Yes. Yeah. That, that's did what I get said. that right? Yeah. Uh huh. As I'm thinking about her situation, you know, it may be the fact that she's going to pornography to look for something, not mm-hmm. something that we would all think that she's looking for right off the right at its face. She's looking for some sort of endorphin boost of some type, and probably lives in a circumstance where she's not hugging a whole lot of people. She, just need, she may be living alone. She may be. You mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? I mean. Well, Go ahead. I was just going to say, very often, you know, a genuine point of view of what the body is actually looking for yeah. and what drives you to that place. 
uh, addressing that in a meaningful way is very helpful. Well, I'm going to say something with the intent that I want this to come across as encouraging and hopeful. Okay? Sure. You said that you're 25 years old. I can't tell you how much I wish that I could have started my recovery when I was 25 years old. Yeah, I think that's a... You know, uh, that coupled with the fact that you, you're already beginning to understand and recognize the 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 unmanageability and, and the powerlessness and things like that, you're, you're miles ahead of where you could be. Hang on to that. Oh, yeah. You know, and keep going forward. And we're all rooting for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times... I've mentored that Sage One group, and that's just the hardest thing to get through to them is to admit the powerlessness and the unmanageability. Right. And the fact that she's already done this mm-hmm. is going to be a huge leap for her first step and to get, you know, any step work and program she's going to get into. Yeah. Very excited for 25. What a phenomenal age. I, I was just thinking the same thing as you were talking about, wow, what I would have given to have recognized. Uh, that my life was spiraling out of control at 25 years old. So that's You're going to save your your future self is going to thank you. So you can come to your own rescue. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so much. <laughs> well, I, 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 you know, sort of we wrap this all up. There's no doubt about it. There's some there's some work to be done first yes. of all. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's some resources available to you, uh, which is exciting. Uh, you're not alone in this. I think that's the important thing. You can do hard things. You can yes. do hard things, and and that your future is incredibly bright, incredibly bright with great opportunity. Um, and and I think we're all rooting for you. I think uh, I think the entire recovery community is rooting for you. Whenever we find somebody who recognizes these things in their life, we're excited. We're excited for the possibilities for you, and we're excited for your future. Yeah, I, I, my point of view is, yes, all the doors in front of you are going to be challenging, but you took the hardest step by yeah. sending this email. Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right. Well, guys, that's going to bring us an end to this episode. All right. So this is Gary saying, E, and everybody else out there, do the next right thing. This is Mike saying, E, I am so excited for you. The best of luck to you. Do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Daniel saying, find the humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12thsteppodcast at gmail.com. That is 1-2-T-H-STEPPODCAST at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope from anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.